back everybody to another episode of divine data today i am sat with lauren bruno she is a hypnotherapist and intuitive healer how are you today lauren i'm doing amazing how are you sam I'm doing really well. I'm just enjoying this beautiful day. We're like closing out the year. We're about to be going into the winter solstice, solstice, excuse me. And, um, you know, I would love for you to also share with people what you're going to be doing for the solstice um, and just a little bit about who you are and what you do. And then we'll start flowing. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to just be able to vibe and talk about a bunch of different topics. Um, but my name is Lauren Bruno, and I'm a hypnotherapist. Um, and yeah, we're having a winter solstice healing party on this December 20th, which will be integrating a lot of intention setting and connections with so many badass, awesome, beautiful people. Um, being able to release this year, a lot of feels from this year, some emotions from this year that we're maybe still holding on to, ready to let go of and come into our power and empowerment. And it's so exciting to be able to use our voices to just be able to heal ourselves by just speaking our truth and speaking our own learnings and teachings throughout all this. So it's a really powerful, really amazing time to just come together, especially as our own just true selves, just being our badass selves. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. And you know, December 21st is this huge portal day. Everyone's been super excited. So I'm excited for this to come out after December 21st, if it does, to see where we're shifting. You know, it's not going to be an overnight shift for sure, but we're going to start to recognize a change planetary-wise. We've been recognizing it coming on um, this entire year. I mean, and years prior too, but 2020 has been part of this quickening um, of this great awakening on the planet. Um, so I think that's super amazing. And I would love to kind of talk about like the hypnotherapy side to that and how you might be preparing clients or how you've been helping clients through this year with hypnotherapy. And then later we'll talk about the past life regression side of things as well. Yeah, so definitely. Um, I'm fairly new to the whole spiritual side, the spirituality of our own spiritual awakenings. And it's really fascinating learning more about the planets and their, um, you know, effect on our own energetic bodies, our own energetic souls and learning through this, learning through all these other teachers like you and um, Paradigm Shift has really helped with the spirituality aspect of it all. Um, as far as the hypnotherapy portion, I went to the hypnotherapy, oops, hypnotherapy Motivational Institute in um, Arizona, California. And it's a lot about our subconscious minds and our patterns and beliefs and habits throughout our subconscious minds. So the subconscious takes up a lot of our brain power. <laughs> it's like what's running the game. It's what's running everything in our minds, especially our patterns and habits. Um, so as far as setting up clients, a lot we work with goal setting, goal setting for nutrition and health. Um, I know when we're in that alpha and theta brainwave state, this is where we work with, with hypnotherapy in order to make different um, connections, basically neuronal connections in our brains to rewrite our scripts. So what we say to ourselves, the words we repeat to ourselves, it's all ingrained in our subconscious. So when we're in those different brainwave states, we're able to rewrite what we're saying to ourselves faster. Um, like for example, in high school, <laughs> I would have never been picked on the dodgeball team first ever. 
I would, I was the person that would like walk the mile and not work out. And <laughs> just, I was, you know, 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And I just told myself all the time, I'm like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. And that's what I was repeating to myself. Those are the words I told myself. So they were so ingrained in my subconscious. And it wasn't until I discovered meditation and hypnotherapy and theta healing and our own brain power until I was like, wait, I actually do very much enjoy running. I enjoy working out. Um, and so that's where that shift happened. That change happened when I was able to tell myself a whole different story, a completely different story. So a lot of hypnotherapy is really goal setting what we want to achieve, what we're ready to embark on. Um, so if someone was to come and be like, you know, my boyfriend's nagging me, he wants me to quit smoking. Um, so can you do it? it? I would say, no, I can't. It's only if we truly want that change. No one else can create that change for us. Um, so people come for goal setting, nutrition and health. Um, many people come to just release guilt, any guilt from the past, painful moments that if we can subconsciously um, relive them, if we're able to, we can reassociate those emotions and detach from them in a, like a past time, as well as coming into sexuality, empowerment with um, maybe wanting to up your sex drive. Say you lost a little bit of sex drive. That's another great way hypnotherapy can help us um, because a lot of our ingrained stuff, I was brought up um, Roman Catholic. So sex is very shamed. <laughs> and I feel like that's like in a lot of our culture is very shameful to kind of embark on our own sexuality. But we're realizing more and more. And in terms of hypnotherapy, our sexuality is just our behavior. It's just how we're acting towards people and towards ourselves, um, how we just speak <laughs> and associate with other people. So it's coming into that as well. And as well as past life regression is one of my biggest loves of hypnotherapy, being able to relive certain moments. Um, and the client is the one doing all of the speaking, all of the guiding through, and we call in divine um, guidance and protection through all of it. But it's a lot of fascinating experiences with past life regression as well. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit, and I'm sure everyone listening and watching would love to hear a little bit about what past life regression is all about, what one would experience in a session, what you've gotten out of your sessions. If you want to tell us, maybe you feel comfortable sharing maybe some of your own past lives that you have experienced or seen or felt through the, these sessions, because I'm sure you've had them yourself prior mm -hmm. to becoming um, certified or while being certified as well. So also, can you bring yourself through a past life regression meditation? I or would hypnotize is that a thing? Yeah. So, um, I've done the meditation portions, but working with a hypnotherapist really helps to dive so much deeper. Um, as far as I've done my own meditations with, um, guided meditations, but they only allow certain amounts of snippets of things. So when you're working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, you're able to, able to dive real deep into something, understand that emotion more. Because you're as someone's speaking, you're being able to mirror that and pull out a little bit more information. So my first hip, um, when I first started meditating, that's where I started learning about hypnotherapy and um, hypnosis. And I read the book, um, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss and Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And I don't know if you've ever read those, but there are tons of case studies of 
people speaking about past lives during um, past life hypnotherapy. So I'm fascinated and I'm like, I need to find a hypnotherapist to see if I can go into this. I've never even thought about past lives before. This is only a couple of years ago, I guess, two years ago. Um, so <laughs> I'm like looking around the area. I can't really find anyone, but I find a woman in the Berkshires, Massachusetts, and she was trained by Brian Weiss and Michael Newton, those two books that I happened to read. So I was like, oh, I'm going there. I need to discover this. So we went and um, did a past life regression. In this life, I was a Swedish woman, um, just very simple, really simple life, but I was able to see visuals very, very vividly of the town, the cobblestone pathways, um, the work I did, I was poor and, you know, I just washed sheets and I was um, raped in that past life. So that was a really traumatic instance that I relived and had an understanding of a higher understanding. Um, so this is like this charming man I was speaking to and I relived this experience. And then I married the bread maker in town. <laughs> And he was very comfortable and safe. And it's it's wild just reliving these things and your conscious mind coming through and being like, am I making all of this up right now? What am I doing and saying and seeing? Am I seeing these actual buildings that exist? And um, so this is my first time I've ever experienced the past life. And it really was wild understanding those patterns, understanding why I might do the things I do. Um, why I feel safety and comfort in certain things versus others. So it helps you to have a higher understanding of a lot of patterns you're carrying through in this life. So that's why I became accredited in past life hypnotherapy as well. And so guiding on the other side of it and helping guide people in this path and situation is um, we go through and we talk about any patterns or dreams because our dream life is highly connected to that theta brainwave state and um, those different brainwave states that are coming through. So once we talk more and um, usually sessions are about two hours long where we're just chatting, vibing about your life and any experiences with deja vu and understanding um, what qualities you love about yourself and embrace about yourself and want to carry more into what creativity do you want to tap into more, pulling out all of those beautiful aspects and then being guided um, into that past life. So we do some deepening tactics and just pacing and leading calmly to be able to go into that brainwave state. Um, so then um, many people have seen, it's just wild. <laughs> it's wild the amount of accounts of things people have seen. And I don't really have any permission to share any other stories right now, but um, let's see, different cultures, people have experienced all throughout the world, different symbolism that people see related to these cultures that they have no understanding of previously. And then you Google it later and you're like, wow, that building, that cathedral really did exist in Spain with those same markings or something like that. It's really, really fascinating to be able to help facilitate with people and understand. But where the heal real healing comes is when if your subconscious is ready to experiencing something traumatic, something that, um, you know, really affected our, not only our minds, but our energetic bodies, our chakra system, our whole entire being, it's really interesting. But when you're ready to experience that, 
you can relive it, have the understanding and then energetically release it. Yeah, that's beautiful. So in one session, would you say that typically you're just going back into one past life? Usually just one past life we would go into unless it was you die really young. Maybe there's a little bit more time to go into another one. Um, We also connect with higher self. So after the death um, process, we would go into a little bit of higher self, higher intuitive knowing on people you may have known in that past life. just what lessons you've learned and ready to embark on. And it's very intuitive what comes through and what people are able to um, basically speak without emotion, without emotional attachment. So how would you bring someone into one of these sessions? Like, I mean, obviously we don't have a two hour time frame to show people. I mean, that might be a cool episode to have you, we'd like film my past life regression and depending on what comes up, if I feel good about sharing it, then we can totally share that um, on both of our platforms. I think that would be super cool. But just to like give an example, how would you bring someone into that? Like, what is the process how do you actually help someone tap into a past life? You know, and I know that there may be some skepticism around this. Um, I'm not a skeptic whatsoever. I'm super excited for our session at some point. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's super fascinating. I've never had the experience myself. So I'd love to hear how you might dive into that and how you bring someone into it. Yeah. So, um, I think one of the main points to remember is you don't need to believe in it in order to experience it. You could just think of it as a dream, really. And all of us have experienced dreams before. So it's being able to relive it that way. Um, But part of hypnosis and hypnotherapy is creating a little bit of an overload of the conscious mind in order to drop into our subconscious mind. So it's just through speaking a little bit of um, conscious talk (laughs) when we're in the cognitive portion that creates a lot of the overload because you're just distracted by all of these thoughts and ideas and visuals that you're noticing. Um, and then it's kind of creating um, like a disorganization in your mind, basically to allow you to trigger those experiences and memories and processes. And it's through a lot of different ways. It's through um, like meditation, very similar where you would um, after kind of overloading that conscious mind you would be able to guide and deepen into those processes deepen into your body create a really grounding experience in your body because um you want to be very grounded and connected to the earth while you're experiencing this because we are on the earth plane when we're experiencing past lives and karma we have been on this earth um or honestly there are other planets out there and other galaxies and experiences that i'm sure other people have experienced i have not Um, actually experience that myself, but I'm sure people will be able to channel those realms as well. So when you guide someone through it, they're speaking this out loud to you. So you're essentially getting to experience this past life with them and you're writing it down so that they have a record of it. That's amazing. Um, So you mentioned deja vu before. Um, I know the experience of deja vu. I've heard like very vague explanations of what it is from people are kind of just, I think, assuming that they know what the feeling is about. Do you have a good definition or explanation of what the heck is happening? Someone experiences deja vu. Ooh, that's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's so many different forms of deja vu though too some of it is just being like I've done this before where have I done this before why am I wondering where this is but I would say a lot of deja vu is um just a really intuitive feeling that I really have been here some way shape or form before either in um you know architecture in a house or in structure um in a experience outside in nature or with a person someone you just met that you're like why do I feel this, this deep connection with them how do I feel so connected with this person that I just met is there perhaps like a past life meaning or maybe they're even from your quote-unquote star family but um I don't know so many different definitions of deja vu to <laughs> really understand but I think one of them is really just this intuitive knowing maybe through dreams things have come through a lot of the times people say they've had these dreams of war or certain dreams and then we go and we can relive them during this past life even deeper have an understanding of why this dream is recurring in your mind so much so dreams are really highly connected to that too yeah the dream space that realm is so interesting and i have been having some of the most intense dreams of my life this year um so again like i said super excited for our session together um and if anyone is listening you guys can find lauren at hypnolution on instagram and i believe what's your website hypnolutiontherapy.com hypnolutiontherapy.com. So we're going to put all of that information um, in the episode description as well. But if you're interested while listening to this to have a session to go into your past life, or to even just have another hypnotherapy type session, because I think you offer more than just past life regression. Um, because I think that like you're saying, you know, it's, you need to be super grounded. So I think this can be a really intense experience. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, especially like you shared with us as pretty severe trauma that you experienced in the past life that you've gone into. Um, and and that's that's big. That's a pretty heavy one to experience again, you know, and I think that we carry those traumas um, through our lives, either genetically through our family's traumas or just from our own past lives. So like if you find out and you discover, holy crap, like that's why I have such hesitancy in an intimate situation because this happened to me in a past life. Um, so it's like, it's very, make sure you're in the right mental space, but also perhaps this will help bring clarity for people who are lacking mental clarity and, and lacking um, groundedness and awareness of why they do what they do and why they feel what they feel. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm super excited to go into it. And I think that I haven't actually dived into a past life regression session because, ooh, that rhymes, past life <laughs> regression session. Um, because I, you know, I've done a lot of the work, but I also feel like I've had some pretty intense past lives. You know, you and I were talking um, before we filmed this that, you know, I have this saying that I go to that I don't even know where it comes from where I'm like I'm willing to be burnt at the stake for the truth and I'm like have I been burnt at a stake for the truth before like have I burned in like the Salem witch trials or something um so 
I think that, you know, divinely timed, you know, I don't think there's any coincidences on this planet. I think, you know, you and I met at the right time. Um, you're going through your own spiritual awakening. I do some spiritual stuff. I'm trying to figure out a lot of stuff, you know, with my past lives and all of that. And here we go. We get to offer those things to each other. So I'm really grateful for that connection that was made through the internet. You know, thank you, internet. And I think I mentioned that in almost every episode that I have because it is really fascinating. Um, how we're able to connect energetically and to, I like that you said, quote unquote, but to our star families, I'm going to take those quotes away. I do believe in those types of things. And again, like you said before though, and then very rightfully so, like, if you don't believe in that stuff, that's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. absolutely cool. I have a feeling that most of the people that come to listen to this podcast or come to watch or are leaning towards the um, side of the spectrum that do believe or want to believe or opening their minds to believe. Um, so yeah, I'm. what really brought you into, I know you mentioned it before, like you had your own experience in it, but like hypnotherapy, it's such a, it's such a unique job in my eyes. Like how long have you been doing it? Like what was the like aha moment for sure? I'm doing this. I have to get this under my belt. And um, after you tell us that, I would love to hear a bit about your own awakening into spirituality Um, because I'm always fascinated to hear people's stories and how they found themselves in these woo-woo realms. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I feel like they're both integrated, actually, coming into my spirituality and becoming a hypnotherapist at the same time. So let's see. My spiritual awakening really started when I quit my job and went across the country and road tripped for two months around national parks and and, um, nature mostly, just camping and living on the land of the United States. But about seven days in, um, there was a near-death experience where a tractor trailer hit the back of my car and spun me around the highway and then smushed me against the guardrail. And how we walked out of that with just like one scratch. And I I don't know, I just felt like, I felt like my grandma was there with me. And I, before this was kind of an atheist, I really didn't, more agnostic. Like I didn't really understand or believe anything after life. Um, But I just felt like something was there with me to protect me during that situation. So that drove me into, drove me into PTSD, (laughs) 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 Um, where I wasn't able to drive. So for the rest of this road trip, my boyfriend ended up driving it. Um, So I had to do something about it, which is what started my meditation practice. And now I, if I didn't have that experience, would I have started meditation as adamantly as I did? I don't even know. And meditation completely changed and continues to change my life. I went back to my job. They took me back um, and offered it back to me. And I worked for um, this company called Big Mouth Inc. I was a creative design manager where we created those weird wacky pool floats. I don't know if you've ever seen them, like the donut pool float. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I went back to that job and I just meditated in the woods every day for a month. I would like go out during my lunch break and meditate in the woods. And after a month, my boss was like, I don't know what you smoked on that road trip, but something's completely changed in you. And you, they promoted me. So 
like after a month of meditating, I was able to handle situations with calmer, like emotional resilience. And it was just fascinating what it was able to do, how it was able to release anxiety. And I was just telling all my friends, I'm like, we need to meditate together. We I'm like an annoying, excited person about this newfound discovery, of meditation, <laughs> even though it's not newfound at all. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I just, it excited me. I was so fascinated by it. And then I started going into the neuroscience aspect of it and how it's able to add more neurons to our brain and reverse Alzheimer's. My grandpa was, had Alzheimer's at the time. So I'm like, if this is, has the potential to reverse Alzheimer's, like what else can meditation do? There's so many possibilities of how it can literally reshape our brain. Like it reshapes our brain. It makes our brain larger. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It strengthens like the prefrontal cortex. So I'm like researching all this on PubMed every night, like a weirdo, <laughs> just trying to understand how much neuroscience and meditation are interrelated. So at this point, I'm like, I'm going to be a neuroscientist or I'm going back to school. And I mean, I'm not rich by any means. (laughs) So I, well, I'm rich in life, but as far as money, I don't really need or, you know, there's, we only need what we have. But anyway, um, so I don't know. I went through this whole neuroscience aspect of it all. But after understanding past life hypnotherapy and going to the past life hypnotherapist, that's when I realized, I think, hypnotherapy is more kind of where I would like to go and move to um, because it's this whole self-discovery process and to help facilitate any other potential of someone um, discovering more about themselves is such a beautiful thing and that's yeah exactly what we're all here doing is just helping with that expansion of our own consciousness and facilitating that so that's what drove me into hypnotherapy and I just recently um, became certified and accredited this year so 2020 so the school was a year long in hypnotherapy motivational institute and we learned uh, just a wide range of hypnotherapy uh, modalities and tools like neuro-linguistic programming which is just how linguistics works in our world and how we can use different types of like word bindings to (laughs) trick our brain almost (laughs) into Mm -hmm. leaving certain things um and so just like identification and association with our word patterns and languages um biofeedback that's a machine that can record which brainwave state you're in so that's really great for a left-brained thinker and we're all on a spectrum with our left and right brain hemisphere dominance um but understanding kind of those patterns with left or right brains and where we fall on the spectrum is helpful on how we are spoken to and how we receive information. So what's the difference between a left brain thinker and a right brain thinker for our audience listening, just in case they don't know. Yeah, so left brain's just a little bit more logical, um, puts career first and foremost, the most part in their hobbies and career. A right brain thinker is more creative and not that we're neither of us are creative, but it's just the spectrum of, you know, you think of logics first when you're left brain, you think of those associations um, in terms of those logistics and just organization and the mathematics science portion of it all. And the right brain is more the creative abstraction and you know, you put your relationships first, you put your 
the people you're surrounded by. And there's no right or wrong way to think. It's just how we associate things and how we're brought up in our childhood. And that has a huge aspect on our subconscious minds and whether or not we're primarily left or right brain thinkers. I have noticed though, that those who, uh, who come to me that are avid meditators are fairly in the middle, like fairly mm-hmm. equalized as left and right brain. And so a left-brained thinker, their suggestibility is more learning through inferred speak. And a right-brained thinker, their suggestibility, they learn more literally. So they take in information quite literally. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, So go on. Sorry for the interruption. I so want to hear more about how you like came into this um, and just finish that story. And, And I know that you had been basically saying you got to the point where you finished your accreditation this year. Um, and so are you still working for that company that you um, were hired and then um, promoted at? Or are you just doing this primarily now? Nope. I actually left a year ago. I um, didn't really want to work with China anymore or just kind of creating things that I'm kind of a minimalist myself. I don't really I like toys and fun things, but I don't buy a lot, (laughs) you know, mostly like to buy from like local artists. And I just felt just not a connection to working in mass production in China and the factories. And I loved my team and the people I worked with so much, but I just, it didn't resonate with me anymore. So I needed to need to end that path. I still am a branding designer. So I do logos, websites all online as well. So I work um, from home, branding design as well as hypnotherapy. Branding design as a freelance entity. Yep. Cool. Let's talk later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Need some help in that realm. Um, and also for anybody listening, we now know Hypnolution is a woman of many hats and can help you with your past life regression. And then when you figure out all your crap and what you're doing here on this planet and how to heal yourself, then you can brand yourself and she can help with that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And you know, what's funny about, because I went to school for graphic design and there is a psychology behind design too. So I always think about that aspect of it. Like the colors of our chakras, there's a psychology with that, as well as the colors that we're putting on our websites and putting in our logos. Color theory is really important and really interesting. How you can like revolve them all into psychology. (laughs) Yeah, you have the colors of the chakras right behind you. Do you have an explanation of the psychological um, meanings behind each color as well? Yeah, I mean, um, so our root, our tip of our tailbone is our grounding and our safety and comfort and needing to feel very comforted in our lives. Um, And our sacral, that orange is actually funny. It is our creative energy and our sexual life force energy, but the color tends to yellow and orange both make you a little hungry in life. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That still makes sense for like the sexuality stuff because they like, it's like hungry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The sound of the chakra is literally, "Mm," so it's like, it makes you hungry. You're like, "Mm." um, so that's funny. That's why McDonald's shows it's yellow because it does, it makes you hungry and French fries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yellow is our solar plexus and it's where our empowerment comes and our confidence and our courageousness and feeling those aspects of ourselves. 
And the green is our heart and our self-acceptance, self-love, self-understanding for unconditional radical love. And it's so beautiful what green. And then you think of green as just our earth, our planet, the greenery that comes from it and the love that we put into our actual planet and the resources that we have and our woods and our trees and our grass. And yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, and our blue is our throat chakra. So speaking our truth, our words that create the life we're living and purification, purification of our words, what we're speaking and if our words are kind and true and necessary. Um, and blue so really- So I blue more often when I'm doing these talks then, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I dress appropriately today. Just for anyone who is only listening, I am wearing mostly blue. Mm. And it's very, very calming as well. It's just like a calming color to be able to see and have, and as well as like just with design and understanding that it's just a very calming color. Um, so if you have like on a call to action, the color blue, people are more likely to press blue versus orange. Orange people like wouldn't press for a final sale on the website <laughs> because it's like why Facebook chose blue so that they could like draw people in. Ooh, yeah, potentially. I mean, if you think of color theory, it's involved in all websites and everything. And same with like newscasting, they like use blue because blue and red, because that's just very, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, but they show importance and like authority. Um, just those colors alone can show authority. It's very interesting. And then our purple and indigo, indigo and purple, our intuitive knowing, our higher knowing, as well as just connection, higher connection to ourselves and to source. Amazing. And then, so we also have, like, we see a lot of people use like the um, LED lights in their rooms as well, or like changing lights in their rooms. And that has a lot to do with, you know, your mood stabilization too. Like if you're going through stuff, like to have like purple or blue in your room. Um, and I think that I've heard, you know, even classrooms, like they say, like they paint the walls a certain color to keep people like more attentive or more awake during class as well. Um, so yeah, it is, it is an incredible theory. Now I'm thinking about what colors my website is and I'm like, oh, I think I need to add some blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, this, it makes you start thinking like you may have a favorite color, but it may not actually be serving the purpose that you want to serve in the moment. I also know that, you know, in times where like I want to balance a certain chakra, I'll be like, you know, today I really don't feel grounded. I'm going to wear red. I'm going to bring that in and just bring it into my awareness and have it all around me. Um, and, you know, whether that's, you know, a placebo effect or the truth of the psychology behind these colors, it's really incredible what we've learned as human beings or multidimensional beings or whatever you perceive yourself to be on this planet um, in this funny looking skin suit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I love that. And um, yeah, what else do you want to share about hypnotherapy before we start wrapping up? What else do you want to share about your offerings? Give us some extra juice before we close this down. Hmm. 
Let's see. I think just understanding our own inner healing and being able to experience our own inner healing through any teacher, anyone's around, just awakening to ourselves. I think one of my biggest things is um, I love just the science aspect of it all because I love that logical thinking. Um, and so, you know, we all don't need to necessarily say we're spiritual in order to be spiritual. We're just spiritual beings living our lives, whether or not we associate with it or not. But um, it's all a process. Our healing and journey is just an ebb and flow of emotions coming in and out. And if you're ready to take that next step in past life regression or in goal setting for nutrition and health or just um, any release of fears or worries, feel free to come to me for hypnotherapy at hypnolutiontherapy.com. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I, I completely resonate and agree with what you just said about all beings are spiritual beings, whether or not you're cognizantly aware of it, whether or not you're purposely on a spiritual path, whether or not you believe in spirituality or you're just more in the religious end of the spectrums or you're atheist and you think we're here, we die, that's it. We go nowhere else. That's all we're here to do is to experience this one lifetime. There is no God. Whatever you believe, that's your spiritual journey. And that's, you are a spiritual being. You carry a spirit regardless. Um, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I also think that's the beautiful part of being alive. We get to sit here and speculate because it's like, what are you even doing here if you're not questioning anything? Um, but Thank you so much, Lauren. This has been such a delight. I look forward to many more discussions with you. I look forward to having a past life regression session, multiple sessions with you, maybe even potentially filming one so everyone can sort of experience what it's like. I'm very much so on the end of, you know, uh, recover out loud, heal out loud. I think that's how we help take away the stigma of healing. You know, we're both you know, I introduced you as an intuitive healer. I call myself an intuitive healer as well. I think we're all technically on this planet healers and we're helping ourselves heal. And by being these beautiful divine reflections of one another, we're helping each other heal. We're all each other's students and teachers. So everything that I learned from you today, I'm so grateful for. I really, truly appreciate you and your links will be in the episode description. Um, and yeah, just keep doing you. I love that you've only been doing this this year because it sounds like, and seems like, and feels like you're super professional. Not that it wouldn't make you professional because you're new, but like you've been doing this for a long time. So I'd be interested to hear if someday you go into another past life regression session of yourself and you're like, I did something of the like, I did something similar. I was a healer. Like, um, how many, sorry, before I know I said we were wrapping up, but how many sessions have you had personally for past life regression? Um, facilitated by someone else, four. Okay. And then through cool. meditation, three. Amazing. Yeah. That I'm so fascinated. I'm so excited. I feel the call. It's like when you're getting called to do a plant medicine or to change your life or something, it's, it, it is the past life regression session time for Samantha Rose Paprin and Lauren Bruno. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. Um, thank you so, so much. I'm sending you so much love over on the East coast. Um, 
And yeah, just keep doing you. And I will talk to you guys soon. And I'll talk to you soon too, Lauren. Thank you so much, Sam. It was such a pleasure. Oh.